Welcome to Hope for Today, a weekly Bible teaching program that will bring you hope for every day. Thank you for joining us this week as we continue our study through Exodus. As we are going through this section of Exodus, don't lose sight of the big picture. Some of these chapters are filled with lots of small details, and sometimes we wonder why all this information is in the Bible. If you start to feel that way, remember where this fits in God's story. God is building a kingdom, and he will redeem what was lost to sin. He will restore his kingdom in the whole world. We know the children of Israel go on and fall away from the true God. But from the children of Israel comes one called Jesus. Through Jesus, God will get it all back. God's plan will not be thwarted. I give you this short intro to remind you of the big picture. God's plan will be accomplished. He was working then, and he still is at work, despite how things appear. I thank you again for joining us here on Hope for Today. Let's go now with Bible teacher J. Mark for a closer look at today's lesson. What do you think of this statement? All people everywhere are searching for God. I believe that statement's true. A follow-up question is, where can they find him? Where can they find God? Where can they meet him? The meeting place with God is where God said, there I will meet with you. Now you may recall that people in Bible times built altars as meeting places. When Abraham first came into the land promised to him by the Lord, he built an altar at Shechem and he worshipped God. And then he built other altars at Bethel and at Hebron. And you may remember Elijah built an altar on the top of Mount Carmel when he called the people of Israel to a decision regarding the worship of Baal or the worship of the true God. Perhaps you remember that dramatic contest when the true God, Jehovah, answered Elijah by fire. That fire consumed everything. It consumed the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, the water in the trench, and even the dust of the ground. Well, between Abraham and Elijah was Moses. On Mount Sinai, he received instructions on how to build a dwelling place for God. The Meeting Place with God That's our title for today's study, The Meeting Place. You know, some people today travel a long way to visit a holy site. They hope somehow to meet their God. But is that the way to meet the true God? In Exodus chapter 25 and verses 10 to 22, we will see what God has to say about where to meet with him. So listen carefully as I read Exodus 25, beginning with verse 10. And they shall make an ark of shittim wood, or acacia wood. Two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof, and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof, and a cubit and a half the height thereof. And you shall overlay it with pure gold. Within and without you shall overlay it, and shall make upon it a crown of gold around about. And you shall cast four rings of gold for it, and put them in the four corners thereof, and two rings shall be on the one side of it, and two rings on the other side of it. And you shall make staves of shittim wood, and overlay them with gold. And you shall put the staves into the rings by the sides of the ark, that the ark may be carried with them. 
The staves shall be in the rings of the ark, and they shall not be taken from it. And you shall put into the ark the testimony which I will give you. And you shall make a mercy seat of pure gold, two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof, and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof. And you shall make two cherubim of gold of beaten work, you shall make them, in the two ends of the mercy seat, and make one cherub on the one end, and the other cherub on the other end. Even of the mercy seat shall you make the cherubim on the two ends thereof. And the cherubim shall stretch forth their wings on high, covering the mercy seat with their wings, and their faces shall look toward one another. Toward the mercy seat shall the faces of the cherubim be. And you shall put the mercy seat above upon the ark, and in the ark you shall put the testimony that I shall give you. And there I will meet with you, and I will commune with you from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim which are upon the ark of the testimony, of all things which I will give you in commandment unto the children of Israel. In this text, we notice the orders which God gave for the construction of this meeting place. The first order he gave was the definitions. The first order defined the ark. Notice with me the size. It wasn't large, a little over one meter long, about 42 inches, three-fourths of a meter wide, about 27 inches, and three-fourths of a meter high, again about 27 inches, and it looked like a box. But then Moses was instructed to overlay it with pure gold inside and outside. After that, he was to cast four rings of gold and fasten them to the ark, two on each side, and then to put poles in them so that the ark could be carried. So apparently four men were expected to carry the ark, and the poles were never to be taken out of the rings because they were there so that the ark could be carried in the way that God prescribed. That is the definition of the construction of the ark, and also how it was to be carried or transported. God instructed Moses then to put into the ark the testimony which I will give you. We may wonder what that was. Well, the testimony refers to the tablets of the law, the tablets of stone, because that was what happened later when the ark was built. The two tablets of the law that God had given to Moses were placed inside that box, that gold-covered chest. Never again would God's people be without the law. Never again would they wonder what God's will was because the law was to be right there with them. It was to be in the center of their worship. And then God gave another order, the dedication. The second order defined the dedication as designed in the mercy seat. In verse 17, the Hebrew word for mercy seat is kippereth. It comes from the word to make atonement. That's interesting because that mercy seat, as it's called in our English Bible, was to be the cover for the ark, even though it was not exactly what we would call a lid. It was much, much more than that. Moses could have made various other covers for the ark, but God said he was to make a kippereth, a mercy seat of pure gold. Now I want you to notice the dimensions of the mercy seat. Two and one half cubits was the length, and one and a half cubits was the width. In other words, it was to fit exactly on top of the box that we call the Ark of the Covenant. 
And that box, that Ark of the Covenant, was lined or overlaid with gold on both the inside and the outside. But the mercy seat was not lined. It was to be pure gold. It was, in fact, a covering for the law. Now, when the Jews translated the Hebrew Bible into the Greek language, they gave this mercy seat the term elasterion. That's important because that word carries the idea of a sacrifice. Notice further that the cherubim, one on either end, was to be made also of pure gold, not cast in a mold, but hammered into shape, beaten. The cherubim and the mercy seat was all to be one piece, and the cherubim, as we read, were to face each other and stretch their wings out over the mercy seat. Now, cherubim are angelic creatures created by the Lord. It seems that they were given the responsibility of guarding God's law. The cherubim overstretching the mercy seat and the mercy seat covering the law. When we study the Old Testament law, we learn that it contained more requirements than any human being could ever fulfill. Someone once said, the law was divine holiness par excellence. So there was the mercy seat over the Ark of the Covenant because God knew that no human being could ever attain through works the holiness that was described in the law. And so because of this reality, the mercy seat was needed over the law, covering the law. And then there was a final order that God gave. We call it the designation. A third order explained the experience of the meeting. It's in verse 22. And there I will meet with you, and I will commune with you from above the mercy seat and between the two cherubim. So there was a certain procedure that was required to arrange for that meeting. Moses was instructed to put the tablets of the law that the Lord would give him inside the ark, inside that golden box. And then the mercy seat would be put on top as a covering over them. To meet God, a certain procedure is necessary. As I said earlier, the mercy seat must be over the law to meet God at the center of everything. Several ideas come to us regarding this meeting place, designated as the mercy seat between the two cherubim. One idea is that God holds man responsible to his law. That is, the law is the standard. The law is there at the meeting place and it outlines the criteria or the standards for meeting with God. And then in the second place, God reaches out to man by his law. There's a difference between revealed religion and any other religion in the world because when God revealed himself, he reached out to man through his law. The third idea is that God expresses his will in his law. The people of Israel, as I said earlier, would never need to wonder what God wanted because God's law was right there in the Ark of the Covenant in the midst of the camp of Israel. Now we can look at this purely from the historical standpoint, and it doesn't mean very much. Or we can consider it as being relevant for all of us as God's children today. Today you and I also need a meeting place with God. Where should we meet? Should we have a special building? Well, perhaps that's important in some cultures, but in other places it's impossible. Is the place important? Not so much. But we had better meet at the mercy seat. 
that today is the cross of Jesus Christ. We meet God on the basis of Jesus' shed blood and in obedience to his word. God still provides mercy and peace as we come to that meeting place of mercy. Thanks, J. Mark, for this teaching. And thank you for being here for this teaching. It is neat to see God's heart for his people. He shows the children of Israel more of himself. It is incredible to realize the Lord of the universe wants a relationship with people. He wants your heart. Way back here at Mount Sinai, God came close. Again, many years after this, God came closer. God came in the flesh and limited himself to a body. His desire was and is the same. He desires a relationship with you. He wants to be the object of your worship. After all, he alone is worthy. We see God going to extreme measures to make this possible. Today, we saw a small part of the story, and thankfully, Jesus has completed it. Through what Christ has done on the cross, we can come into the presence of our holy God and be in relationship with him. This is worth thinking about. If you'd like a copy of today's teaching, or if you'd like to contact us for any reason, here are a few ways you can reach us. The best way is through email. Our email is hope at heraldsofhope.org. If you don't have email, no problem. Just write to us. Our address is Hope for Today, Box 3, Breezewood, Pennsylvania, 15533. Or you can connect with us on our website. Our website is heraldsofhope.org. On our website, you will find some resources, and under the Listen tab, there is other teaching similar to what you just heard. If you go to the Connect tab, you can message us directly. Again, that website is heraldsofhope.org. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to being with you next week. Until then, go with God and grow in your connection with Him. He is an amazing God to love and serve. Thank you.